with Valentine's Day in the month of February, it is a great time to talk about love, teacher. Welcome to episode number 32 of the Primary Teacher Friends podcast. My name is Tony, and I'm here today to talk about those hard-to-love students. If you ask any teacher you know if they love their students, they will, of course, say yes. But as a fellow teacher, I'm willing to bet money that you are currently serving students who are hard for you to love. We all have them or have had them before. Well, today I am a teacher on a mission. My objective is to give you some new perspectives and ideas to help you better serve and love your hard-to-love students. Spoiler alert, I was one of those students, so I know I can help you here. Does that sound like a plan? Okay, let's do it, teacher. You are tuned in to the Primary Teacher Podcast. Now, if your job description doesn't consist of teaching little people to read, develop, succeed, and grow, you're probably in the wrong place. But if you do teach kindergarten, first, or second grade, well, you're what we call a difference maker, and you're among friends here. And now, your host, primary teacher, content creator, and little people fanatic, Tony Mullins. Welcome, friend. If you are joining us for the very first time, we are so glad to have you. The Primary Teacher Friends podcast serves an incredible community of teachers who want to learn and grow to become more joyful and impactful in their classrooms. Today, we're talking about the hard-to-love students. I know in my teacher heart of hearts that you either have some of those students now or you have served many over your years. Hard-to-love students can be any child from any background. Those students who may make you dread work a little more than you should. Maybe they're talkative. Maybe they have behavior disorders that are really ruining the flow and the peace in your classroom. Maybe they're just rude or maybe they're kind of stinky. They never take a bath or have any of their supplies. Do you have hard to love students? Do any of those things bring a student to mind? or maybe several students. Would you agree that they make your job a little more difficult? Yes, they do. Those are the kids we are talking about today. Webster's Dictionary gives this as the number one definition for the noun love. Strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties. 
take notice to the words personal ties. When they come into your classroom, there is your personal tie. Now, when we're thinking about this, we're not talking about the old ball and chain that you're imprisoned with this child. They're your responsibility. I'm talking about they are part of your classroom and your community. To serve our students, we must care for them. So we have to build these personal ties to them. Whether we want them or not, here they are. Let's find some ways to love them so that they can learn and succeed at their optimal level. As educators, we have to agree that every child deserves the very best education from us that we can give. So that means we have to have this love for them. We have to build those personal ties that help us be strongly affectionate and caring for them. And of course, this doesn't always come naturally, so we have to work on it a bit. Or maybe work on it a whole lot, depending on how hard the child is to work with. So now that we understand what hard-to-love students are and why we need as teachers to love them, I'm going to give you some stories and advice on how to accomplish this with even your most difficult kids. These are strategies that I've always used. I never really realized it until I sat down to think about it. But when you try some of these things, you'll be really surprised how your perspective of students changes. I used to believe that students were personally wanting to ruin my day. I took everything personally. I thought that maybe they were a little more evil than I ever gave kids credit for being. But now I see everything completely different. And that came with experience and really reflecting back on my childhood and the kind of kid that I was and the way that teachers reacted to me. So piece of advice number one when we're talking about these hard to love students is I want you to always assume the worst when it comes to their background. I'm talking about their life at home or their past. What have they been through? What are they going through? What are the things that you do not see during the school day that could be affecting this child and making them more hard to love? We don't see it all and we'll never know it all. Every child comes with their own history. A large book filled with many, many chapters that you'll never get to read. When you assume that a child has came from a really horrible, awful background, you give them some permission to be loved. Now, maybe it isn't true. Maybe we're talking about a student who is completely spoiled, has been given everything they've ever wanted by these loving parents. But here is the thing. You don't know that for sure. And no matter how well off a child is, that does not mean they are loved and cared for properly. Assume that they have had a hard life. Because many, many kids, whether you accept it or not, have seen hard times that have affected their behavior. 
I'm going to tell you about a second grade teacher and the time that he made me eat from the trash. I'm hoping that by sharing this story, which is really hard for me to talk about, you'll open up some new perceptions of your students. So at one point in my life, my mom married a man and we moved to the city of Columbus, Ohio. Now y'all know I'm a country girl. I've been in the mountains my whole life up until that point. And suddenly I'm in an inner city school. And of course, I stand out like a sore thumb. My second grade teacher was a man. And I know that the moment that I walked in his classroom, I became one of these hard to love students for him. First of all, I wore thick glasses. I am legally blind. So there's the disability part. I'm also very shy and scared to speak because I have this thick country accent that all of the other kids laugh at. Add on top of all that, I am so dirt poor. I stink. I'm wearing raggedy old clothes and I never have the supplies or things that he asks for us to bring to school. I bet you have served a student like me in your time and have found that they are hard to deal with. They just don't make anything any easier. Well, I guess all of those problems really weighed him down. And he started to see me as an enemy rather than a child in his classroom that really was capable of doing lots of things. So I guess with time, I sort of drug him down. All of the problems sort of added up and he just had a distaste for me. Well, one day we went on a field trip to the zoo And he had told us the day before that if you don't have money, that zoo food is very expensive. Make sure you pack a lunch. So, of course, there was no money to be found at my house. And with everything going on with the family, there was no help to pack a lunch. So that morning I got up, I found an old purse and I found some hamburgers and hot dogs from a grill out. That had been done probably two or three days before. And I wrapped them up in foil and I put them in the purse. And there was my lunch for the day. Well, we rode a bus part of the way to the zoo. And then we walked the rest of the way in the smoldering sun. Man, it was hot. I packed that purse around with me through the whole zoo. And at one point of the day, I started smelling this rotten smell. It was the lunch that I had packed and it smelled completely rotten, horrible. And of course I was hungry, but there was no way I could eat what I had brought. So everyone sits down at the picnic area and starts to eat. And of course, I'm completely embarrassed. So I just pretend to take a few bites. And within about two minutes, I get up and I take the bag and I dump it into the trash. Well, here comes the teacher. He has no idea that the food in that bag was completely destroyed. And maybe all of the problems that I gave him up to that point just became too much at that very moment. Because when he saw me throw the food away, he took it personally and he said to me, 
I will not allow you to throw all of that food away that your parents have sent with you. He said, you should appreciate what you have more than throwing it away. Take it out of the trash right now and go sit down and eat it. So I did exactly what he told me to. I picked the food, the unopened food, back up out of the garbage. I went back over into my spot all by myself and I sat down and I forced as much as I could down to my stomach. Now, I know this sounds like a horror film, something that's barely even believable, but it happened to me. And when I think of that teacher, now that I am a teacher, I have a lot of pity on him. And here's the reason why. I don't think he was a horrible human who wanted to make me eat from the trash. Instead, I think he was a person who misunderstood and misunderestimated what my life was like. He assumed that my behaviors were personal to him, that I was just trying to make his life harder. Don't we all do that? We do. That is why I am advising you, teacher, to assume the worst when it comes to your kids. He may have thought I was just wasteful. Of course, I was never wasteful as a child because there was very little to waste. But he probably also thought that I was just disorganized or had a bad memory when it came to bringing things that I needed. Or maybe he just thought I had bad hygiene. Whatever the case, if we assume the worst, we give ourselves more permission to love our students. Even if their life is incredible, assume that it is not. That way we give them some slack and really help build that love for them that they need to be successful. So that is tip number one, is to assume the worst. Tip number two is something that may be hard for you if you are not a mother, and that is to see them as your own child. Of course, they're not yours, but what if they were? What if that child sitting in your classroom giving you all this trouble was your baby? How would you want the adults in their life to act towards them? Would you want a teacher that is constantly frustrated and dreading work because of your baby? Absolutely not. You would want someone who would be affectionate towards them, even if they don't deserve it, because you want what's best for your child. Now, if you don't have children, this is a little harder. I did not have my first child until my second year teaching. When I finally became a mommy, I understood the day I dropped my baby off to daycare that all I wanted was someone that would love and care for her when I was not around. And that is what every parent dreams of. Now, this does not mean that you have to accept their bad behaviors. All that it means is, when you really think about it, what if this was my child? You make better decisions for that child. You step away from the teacher role for a minute, and you realize that all children need to be loved. They all need to be loved. They deserve to be loved. And as their teacher, if you find that love by seeing them as your own, 
You're going to make better decisions for them and they're going to reap all the benefits from that. So tip number one was to assume the worst. If that does not improve your situation with the student, then try to see them as your own child. Think of them, what if they were my baby? And then tip number three that I have is to spend more time with your hard-to-love students. You're probably thinking, uh, Tony, I don't like them. Why would I want to spend more time with them? But this one can really be the key to unlocking your problems with this particular child. Pick out that student and find some special time in the day to spend time with only them. If you spend more time with them, you'll learn more about them. Sometimes in the hustle and bustle in the classroom, we forget to make personal connections with our kids just through conversation. So when you set aside a special time that you can focus only on them and speak with them, things will begin to unfold. You'll see things you did not see before. You'll learn information about them that can help you to like them more. And the relationship that you form will help you love them more. And you'll be surprised to see just how much your attention will help them improve as well. Just think about it, teacher. Are you really going to do your best for someone who never takes time to listen to you? Trust me, I have worked with administrators who have very little time to actually talk to me. It's like they want me doing my best all the time, but they really don't care for me at all. That is so insulting. I want to work for someone who cares enough to ask me about my day, to know the names of my kids, all of those things. So transfer that over to your students. Ask them about themselves. Do they have a dog? What do they play on the weekends? What's their favorite sports team? And when you build those relationships with your hard-to-love students, they'll love you more and in turn... It will be easier for you to love them. Being a primary teacher reminds me of that song. All you need is love. Alrighty, teacher, just a recap of today's episode. I know you have hard to love students, but we have to love them in order to serve them properly. So to help you love them more, Assume the worst about their life and their background and their history. There is no possible way you could truly understand each and every child and what they've been through. So when you assume the worst, you give yourself permission to love them more. Tip number two was try to see them as your own child. What if that was your baby? How would you want their teacher to feel about them? And tip number three, spend more time with them. I know it's hard to be around them. But when you spend that special time, you build relationships and those relationships will help them respect you more and therefore increase your love for them. 
I hope somehow I have provided a tip or inspiration for you to love those kids more because they are your students. They are your kids, your responsibility. Be that teacher that makes the difference in their lives like all of my wonderful teachers made in my life and who led me here to the place I am in today. I know you have that difference maker gene in your body or you would not be listening right now. Before I leave here today, I just want to remind you that you could really lift me and the podcast up by writing a review. If you do not know how to write a review, I will leave a video link in the show notes that will give you a quick demonstration so you'll know exactly how to do it from your phone. I love and appreciate my reviews so, so much because they give me that pick-me-up that I need to keep on moving forward. Don't we all need that from time to time? With that, teacher, let me bid you goodbye with this. Until we meet again, go make a difference, teacher friend. (laughs) 